This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. From Race Wars Podcast, this is Unhirable with White Karen and Go To Gay Tommy. Yeah. yeah, we are. Hey. hey. It's another week. You guys uh, missed us, we know, from is. all of your I, thousands of emails. Hey, I cannot hear one word that is being put really? into my mic. I hope you can hear me I can't, speaking. I can't. I can't. I, you know what? I'm I'm ditching the headphones. Are we ditching the headphones? I right. am because I can't hear a goddamn I'm going thing. bareback. Are we recording, Shelby? Ah! This is so interesting for all of the listeners at home. Kate Wolf's our guest. Oh, Hi, oh guys. I'm guys... keeping my headphones on because yes. it makes me feel official. Please yeah. do. Okay. Well, you can hear things. <laughs> but Shelby is sabotaging our podcast and not letting Actively. the host. Oh, happy birthday, It's because we forgot his birthday. Wait, Shelby, it's happy your birthday? birthday? Yeah, Shelby, classic Shelby, at classic Shelby. Turned, are you ready? 17. <gasps> I know, he's almost a full-grown human. Oh my God, was Milo talking about him specifically? I just am so proud of Shelby. Ever since that day, we won him off of that Russian guy down in Brighton Beach. Shelby, you in guys a poker not game. this, is bought and paid for, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we keep him chained. I'm not joining in on this conversation for the record. <laughs> okay, okay, well, we'll show you the picture of Shelby uh, as we found him, okay? This is just like when we first met Shelby. A little right? Russian doll. <laughs> this is how we found him on... On the streets. Oh. Fuchsia lips. <laughs> oh Fuchsia dick sucking lips. Shelby. <laughs> lashes for days. For days uh. How do you feel about them doing this to you? Are you okay with this? You mean. Okay. Uh, help, He's okay. He's thumbs up something he doesn't even know exists at this moment. We haven't put it you up like yet. You can't miss what you never knew was there. <laughs> yeah, do you know exactly. what I'm saying? I so, do love Karen, how she's been doing this. Like, what I don't know what you'd call it, but where she'll be naked, art, but then I think cover. You call it, art. <laughs> it is art. <laughs> I'm a big fan. It's called a gift. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's called It's God called your welcome, bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been you are, Kate, everybody. I don't know you, other than Karen is like, this is my bestie. <laughs> and, and, right. and like the two times that I've met you very briefly, you strike me as somebody who's like wicked fucking woo woo. <laughs> Like, so is that correct? I thought you were going to say wicked awesome. I was ready for the best compliment. No, that is a compliment. Okay. No, no, I mean He's it. from Boston. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I lived in a, you have I lived to grade in... Boston compliments on a curve. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. That means you're fucking incredible. Oh, really? I'm, I'm into the woo-woo shit. Oh, I lived in a raw you. vegan house in oh. Venice, California. He's conflating a couple things, oh. too. Reiki you know? 2 certified here. Oh, like, yeah. I'm in touch. My vagina just flinched. Yeah, I know you I don't want any of it, but it flinched. I was giving you distance Reiki at Thank that time. Thank you. But you know what? Tommy's like kind of combining two things when he says woo-woo in my opinion it's like Tommy there's like the kooky out there shit right like aliens and whatever like I, I know you girl and you do you <laughs> but there's that shit and then there's also the like what you might consider woo-woo that I think is just like facts of nature right like we're all God like I don't think that's so crazy like the same, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a fact. Like, yeah. No, no, no. But you talk about energy a lot. That's what I mean. I, yeah, I guess you're right. But that is what I mean. Yeah, it is a yeah. fact. I also agree with that. But I call it woo-woo. Because okay. not everyone's <laughs> tapped into it. Yeah, right? a lot of people are weirded true, out by it's that like stuff. So common sense. For me, it's common sense now that when but someone does get weirded out by me, I'm almost weirded out that they're weirded out. Because I'm like, wait, am I... I'm like, oh, that's right. Most people think I'm nuts. No, but like you, me looking at you right now is just like God, whatever you want to call God. I'm not saying it's a person looking at itself. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, this is getting like all like Play-Doh with shadows on the wall. What okay, are we so doing? I've had an Adderall already and two cookies. So. Oh, okay, I think <laughs> it's we gonna start be that kind of show. Every episode with a disclosure of what drugs Karen has done. It's always before the episode. At least one. <laughs> Everyone, take a deep breath. Two are lucky. <laughs> I've never I, I had can't. Adderall ever. Oh, you're I missing used to out. hate it, but it's like the druggier version of coffee. Wait, how did you do Adderall? Oh, I'd be a wreck. How do I do it? No, did you do it today? You snorted. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm. I stopped because after the Mike Cannon episode, he was like, wow, do you have a death wish? And I was I like, know. no, it's normal. Good. And he said, no. So I have not been snorting it. I think that might be super bad for you, it turns out. So I just took it regular. <laughs> like you swallowed it. In my butt. It. Oh, oh, yeah, no, I swallowed it. <laughs> you swallowed it in your butt. <laughs> um, okay, so we start the show, Kate, every week with a, f- in a, with a segment called Feedback, where right. we respond to something that's been said to Literally us. Literally everyone loves it. I know, except for... Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> except, for, except for the people who listen to the show. Okay, so. <laughs> Do you have feedback this week, Karen? Um, wow, you just started right off the bat with that. Hmm? Well, I have feedback. I mean, but my feedback always stems to my... F- I mean, I want to read something that Sarah Shulman wrote on Facebook in its entirety. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, which could be annoying to people, but it's been really provocative. What? I'm sure it's not annoying at all. Well, it's about <laughs> Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh, yes. And I just feel like if we go down this... This hole, we're 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 gonna just be in that hole. So is everyone cool with talking about Milo? Or are you? Do you I don't know even know. Milo? No. So I'm excited to learn. Do you know who he is? No. Yeah, Have you do. ever heard the name? He's I don't that think like pointy, so. kind of hot British gay guy. That, he like, photographs better, as my friend Chris pointed out. He photographs better than he looks. He looks in life. like he spent his twenties doing uh, drinking and doing blow. Like that's that look. But he is. Pretty, like he's pretty, has a pretty face. Do you have a picture? Looking, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? This is really exciting that you don't know who Milo. But he's like super. Is. He's like super far right. He's like alt right. But he's, he's an like alt right gay. He became the alt right gay poster boy. Can we just okay. like stop having people be identified with like different kinds of American politics who are from another fucking place, born and raised? Well, that's the most Please. offensive thing about that. Here's Morgan. Guy. Get out of here. Go, 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 Milo, go. A Milo. foreigner coming here and telling us what's up about our political system and profiting off it's of it. It's so foreign. <laughs> it's so foreign. It's but what's I mean, annoying like, about foreign people? It's oh, they only get away <laughs> with it because they're British. If they were any right. other type of foreign. Because the British is like our, they're like all our dad. Yeah. They're like our abusive dad that we ran away from. But Don't can you like, think? we're trying to reconnect with in our adulthood so and okay. our really disturbed adulthood. I don't know. I think I don't think enough about this kind of stuff. I'm so entrenched in like the healing work that like I just, I'm constantly in that like weird feeling world that I forget almost to take my head up and look around at politics more and. What's going on in the world? Well, you know that Donald Trump is president. I do know that, unfortunately. And are you following the destruction of our political system? I am, but I have a different now, take is it being Ooh, what's that mean? Yeah, yeah, on it a bit. Ahead, yeah. <laughs> now, um, okay. Yeah, okay, Karen's awake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm here. Let's do it. So. <laughs> Wait, all right. So well, yeah, no, go ahead. You I want to read it. this thing from Sarah, but I can do it later when we talk about Milo. Let's talk about this really quickly. Real this quick, I'll explain yeah, what please. I mean. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you guys know much about Kali, the goddess Kali. She's a deity. No. Okay, so she I it was is. A drug. <laughs> oh my god! I think I did it on New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you feel real fucking good. Okay, so Kali, um, memory goddess. Okay, go ahead. Kali's a goddess of destruction and of destruction of the ego. She chops the head off the ego so we can lead with the heart. And I'm a huge fan of Kali. She's about fire, transformation, time, life, death, 
transformation, but she's a she's the dark mother they call her because many people are scared of her and what's going on. But but she's not quote unquote scary. She's actually here to help transmute these deep, dark wounds that we've been suppressing as a collective. And I think that Trump, in a sense, is part of this plan of like, wake the fuck up. You know, he's representing these deep, dark wounds and we are being forced to look at them. And it's not about liberals versus the alt-right or Democrats versus Republicans. These are places within ourselves. Of course, some people have way more rage than others. I'm not saying we're all the same in that. But in a sense, this is like Kali's presence of transformation, like looking and going deep into the dark and letting this political system that's been broken for a long time really crumble. It's just feeling very jarring. I'm not enjoying it. I'm not like waking up like, yeah, not I'm terrified. All. Or is there a part of you that's enjoying the destruction? Um, there is a part of me that's enjoying the destruction. Yeah. yeah. There's a part, but Can there's also a part that's terrified. Because like what's being like what's being destroyed and dismantled here? All I'm seeing is a government that we don't like operating in a way that we and don't chaos. like. Yeah, okay. But but, but that chaos but, leads to destruction. No, I disagree with that. I mean, we literally don't know what's true anymore. Like, there's just constant conflicting information coming out. Sure, it's probably but I more think that our surface. but but I think that say, that assuming that our political system, the way it was designed, but also the way that it's just like enacted and exists now, can't handle that. That it's like fragile or brittle. I think that's wrong. I, I mean, not wrong morally. Just like I think it's incorrect. I think we have a robust system. It's not broken. It's working now. And I the way that you broken, know it's working, very broken. What, how? Because Trump got elected? Not just with, no, it was broken. Before even Trump got elected, I've been talking about that system being broken along with the educational system, healthcare system. These systems are no longer serving the people. They serve a very... But that's not true. But What's, p- p- kids still go to public school and get a decent education. You, I, you totally can. I did. When I, I worked did. in the educational system, and I've worked in different types of districts, one where... I, I, my last job before I quit was very wealthy. So the kids were being better served there. Mm-hmm. I also taught in Elizabeth, New Jersey. The kids were not being well served. And it was a culture shock for me to even be there and to witness. Um, and listen, the, Sorry, the fix ignorant. it. What, what is that? Black kids? Uh, Elizabeth, New Jersey is a very, you know, it's black, Hispanic. Immigrant. There were okay. a lot of white kids too, but it was just very. Poor. Yeah, poor. poor. And um, I'm not saying it's on the teachers to fix the whole thing at all because these kids are being raised, a lot of them in gangs. I had a student who had a C branded into his hand for Crips because his dad, you know, did that, you know, like, so. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think, normal. But I have to say the funding in that school was so much lower than the other schools that served, you know, wealthy white kids. And I can say just from experience that the education system, oh my God, it's so fucking broken. And they keep going more and more towards standardized testing, which mm-hmm. is like trying to fix it from a symptom standpoint. You know, it's like they don't actually care what if a student's growing or learning or even emotionally, spiritually, and intellectually. It's like, oh, well, what do the test scores say? You're not caring about them as individuals. And it's, you're, they were coming, I feel like teachers were coming at it, even though it's not technically their fault, not treating each student individually like it's like it's not like oh well you learn differently and you're this kind of a person it's like this is how we're doing it you're stupid if you can't get it it's just it was a disaster and I feel like we do need to change that change health care health care is a disaster for sure okay but this administration like how is that um 
Well, it's not even just about this administration. What we're seeing happening is that the intelligence agencies are actively trying to form a coup. Like, it just seems like we keep seeing We'd leaks. We explain really... that, but, but, but that's, you just like said that's so casual. What do you mean trying to form a coup? <clears throat> trying to get to actually... rid of this administration. The leaks just keep coming. How, but a coup means deposing one person in favor of another. Like, so there's somebody ready to like come in and they're like, we don't want this guy, we want that guy. Yeah, Who are well, they I think to it's probably, I think it's probably Pence. I don't, that seems wild. That seems like wild conjecture to me. I think that the I don't systems think it's of wild government no, are, the leaks are, not are dragging their, no, that's fine, but that's I think that the conju- systems of government are dragging like, ass because they're not, look, the president needs the cooperation of all the rest of the systems of government and all and everything else, like the CIA and whatever, to do the job, right? So like, there's a thousand million ways that they can just opt out. Okay, the other thing that's really they have scary to like want to do is it. this war on the press. And that, I think, is really destructive because now nobody knows who to trust. There is the seed of doubt that's been planted in the popular psyche, and that is – I think it's metastatic. I think you just keep seeing it. Everything is now in question. Well, first of all, politics has always had a contentious relationship with the press. Always. Fair, and especially the Clintons. It's not like the Clintons had a very transparent relationship with the press. Secondly, the press is is not a public institution. It's a for-profit business. In fact, it's a bunch of for-profit businesses. So to say that now the entire press is being like that there's a siege on the press and nobody can trust anybody, like I I think it would, would have been unwise to trust the press that much before all of this. Like, no, why but I also think that it's like really, I think that the precedent that this sets to have the president saying that the leading media outlets in this country hmm. for the past century are all telling fake news. Like, I just think that that's really crazy, especially since he obsessively reads the New York Times. That's what he reads. Well, it sounds morning. like a middle schooler where yeah. something, someone writes something about him he doesn't like. Suddenly, it's fake. That's dangerous. That's how propaganda I think he's Ill. starts. I I agree. He's mentally he ill. Seems mentally. And Ill. I'm not saying him but- getting elected is means that the system's broken. By the way, because. Whether or not we like well, the electoral college or not, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> he's not Kali. He's Amazing representing. <laughs> thank you, though. He's representing these dark, secretive places within ourselves and as a whole. So, for example, yeah. before he got elected, there were so many racists and misogynists or whatever mm. living amongst us, but it was easier to pretend they weren't there. And suddenly, these things are rising to the surface, not just in other people, but in ourselves to look at. That's a Kate. Okay, so that's what is exciting about this moment, is that he is bringing to the surface everybody's ugly underbelly yes. that they've been suppressing, and it is cathartic in that way. It's the pus coming out of the pimple or whatever you want yes. to call it. It also forces a pushback. It forces it. So like, yeah. when people are like, this is a bad sign going forward, I totally disagree because that assumes we're going to go in a linear fashion going forward, right? Meaning like he's started this decline and it's going to follow from here. I completely disagree. There's always like for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. It could be a peace time. And so it's not, I, I don't think that we're just going to, this is the new normal, better get used to it. I think like this is right now and the pushback has already started. Obviously it's like huge at this point. And so in four years, um, that's when you're going to see it come to fruition. Like, I don't think you're just going to see this downward spiral, spiral forever and, like, you know, Rome has fallen. Um, I think healing work takes time, and I think that's what's actually happening is that before things can often get better, they have to get worse. And in a way, this is a global shattering. And 
because it's showing the disconnect between many groups of people. Like we are all on very different pages and we have a very hard time receiving and taking in someone else's point of view. Yeah. And it's not about everyone conforming to each other's principles. It's about actually opening up, listen to where other people are coming from. You know, Trump got elected because there are masses of people who've been unhappy and feel like they don't have a voice. And I think it's time that we start actually, and it starts at home, listening to your partner, listening to your kid, listening to your siblings, and not just forming harsh judgments, you know, opening up more. But that doesn't mean you let toxic people in. That's not what this means. It's just like, yeah. Okay, that's actually a good segue into what I would like to talk about today, okay. which is somebody I think is a toxic presence kind of globally, okay. which is my I wish he was like Karen. Okay. <laughs> I said Karen Margolis. <laughs> God damn it. I should have said it. Now I have so much regret. I can't go forward. It's okay. Shall we need we more comics this. on the show to like set up joke, joke, joke. Okay. I don't think he's that toxic, but okay, go ahead. Oh, that's exciting. Okay. Why don't you think he's that toxic? Okay, I think he okay, here's why. Because he he is a person who is number one speaking to an existing audience, not creating a new one. This is you know the a new dude we're talking this about. This Milo person. Because I yes. need to know. I need to be filled in. Milo Yiannopoulos, ready? Okay, These yeah, are the bullet it. points. He was a technology reporter who started writing about politics. He was really outrageous. He was gay. Um kind of attached himself to Trump at the right time, called Trump daddy, was sort of like affiliated (laughs) with a little bit. He went on like a dangerous faggot tour, touring college campuses and like all these liberal groups gave him a lot of attention by protesting and shutting him down and censoring him. That's it. Yeah. And yeah, the so liberals they just like give him exactly, exactly what he wants what he on a wants. platter. He's such a troll. He's such a troll. Yeah, the left also is dumb. He's an editor at Breitbart, was an editor. He resigned of his own will. Sort of. Not I, at all. Right, right, right. 100% because not at he, all. So he was on a podcast and he said... He was on Joe Rogan's podcast. He was on Rogan and he was talking about... A um, comic. Um, a pedophilia. Yeah, he talked about, he said, among other things, he disclosed having a sexual relationship when he was 13 years old with a priest. Okay, right. Said he gives, uh, he wouldn't be able to give his good head today if it weren't for that priest. Right. Uh, Dear, he said, which is really glib and flippant, but. At, at another point, he said that in like the um, male student, female teacher dynamic, that actually the female teachers are the victims because mm. that teenage. Like adolescent boys are just savages, and it's like a really—they're at their prime, sexually. <laughs> he mean, went ew. on to say, <laughs> "Have you met?" One? He made sort of like very <laughs> glib horrible. comments. He made really glib comments about um, relationships between teenage boys, pubescent boys, and adult men. <clears throat> okay, now did he say pubescent boys? I thought he he meant intergenerational. He didn't mean intergenerational. But I think what does that mean? Referring to a couple different I so I think that he was I think his big fault here was he spoke poorly, not that he he says controversial shit that's like what it's he does. It's kind of like Kurt actually with rape. Oh my that's God. what it reminded me of. of so exactly Kurt Metzger, Karen's boyfriend. S- for anybody Carol- who doesn't know that. I mean, come on. If they listen to this they But know. yeah, it said some shit about rape and it the act, it reminds me a lot of And that. the points well, it reminds me of it the to reaction. an extent because the reaction, the reaction not the actual not the content. content. Because he, what Kurt did was make a completely reasonable series of points in a way that was antagonistic and triggered people who had actually and experienced very assault. Kurt. <laughs> and it was, well, it took him a while to realize that, yeah. and he actually really did, and was like, "Shit, I upset these people who were the literally the last people I wanted to upset," and it like set him straight. But 
I want to say something about Kurt's apology when we get to Milo's yeah, apology. Yeah, okay. Just but I'm remind saying, like, me of Kurt that. didn't, like, live in that, like, like bask in the controversy. Do you know what I mean? He was like, wow, this shit's out of control. Yeah. But it was like, okay, here's why I think Milo did wrong. So he was saying, uh, he's talking about, like, He's just speaking not carefully. He's talking about a couple different things, right? But it sounds like it's all the same thing. But if you're li- – and it's a podcast, right? So, like, how we're talking, like, carelessly because you're just sitting with the people you're talking to. You're not really thinking about the people listening. I mean, you are. You're talking to them. Does that make sense? Like, <laughs> Yeah, you get, you get kind of lost in the conversation that you're that – you, with the people you're sitting across from. It's a sense of intimacy, right? Yes. Right. Like, when I imagine who's listening, I'm thinking of, like, individuals, not, like, a big group, right? So I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm talking to you guys and – this person, right? Like, mm-hmm. un- unnamed person. So anyway, he just, like, spoke really carelessly. And he's talking about, number one, I think intergenerational relationships but are But I don't one think thing. he's talking about, and like, a 30-year-old and a 60-year-old. I think he was specifically talking about... Why does it have to be about, that extreme, necessarily? No, he was talking about, like, an actual, like, a construct that existed in queer circles of teenage boys and older men. I'm not condoning that. No, it's just he, reality. Yeah, and but that's not what he said. Straight, but that is what he said. But I'm reading it right now. What are you reading? I think in the gay world, some of the most important, enriching, incredibly life-affirming, aff- important shaping relationships very often between younger boys and older men. That doesn't mean prepubescent. No, that not prepubescent. That doesn't mean consent. No, no, no. Boys, I think, indicates teenage, to me. At least... Younger boys and older men. I don't think he's talking about a 20-year-old and a 40-year-old. if he – here's what I found a lot. If he at 13 engaged in a relationship with a priest and doesn't want to see that as how damaging it could have been. I'm not saying it definitely was to him, but often it can be because 13 is pretty young. But if he doesn't want to look at that, he's going to find ways to justify that and – you know, spread that message that this is okay. Um, I think that this is such a gray area, right? Because it's like, what at what age is that okay? I do. I think it's way more complicated than people talk about, you know, um, especially when you're a high school teacher. You know, oh. I've had a lot of my guy friends who were teachers and they had like 16, 17-year-old girls just flirting with them, trying to sit on their lap and like, you know, and and they never did anything, but they were like, "Holy fucking shit, this is intense." I bet it was probably because of some of the hot, hottest girls they've ever had flirting with them, <laughs> and they're like, "Shit," you know. Um, they didn't want to lose their jobs. They didn't want to do anything, quote unquote, immoral, so they didn't do anything. But I think it is really tricky. I think thirteen is very young, especially yeah. when you're engaging with a priest. When it's someone who has that kind of authority too, it can just be dangerous. Okay, and so just to be clear, he actually has. I, I believe in, mm. like, his apology um, identified that as He abuse. did. He was like, yeah. I'm a victim. That's another yeah. thing okay. that made me yeah, remind yeah. me wasn't... of Kurt, though, because Kurt also was like, I've also experienced abuse, like, and which is true. I don't, I'm not going to, like, tell his shit or whatever. He wrote it publicly. But um, that's an interesting... The that's difference an interesting between thing to take. I don't think it's bullshit also to be like, I don't think it's a cop out, so I'm sorry to interrupt you. People are going to be like, yes, you're, like, resting on this victim thing, right? Like... I think you can be a victim and have that be a real part of your apology and also be called out on like only uh, like using that as the apology. Does that make sense? But Kurt, I don't think is a psychopath. And I do think that. Uh, what's his name? Milo is a psychopath. So In the what difference. Sense, so psychopath is so general and like not and vague. It's like not it doesn't really mean I think anything. he acts without. Any sort of empathy. I don't think that he's 
in touch with the human condition around him. I think everything is incredibly self-serving, including the apology that he issued. Mm. The difference between like Kurt's apology and this apology to me is that Kurt absorbed the impact of the initial post that he put out there for a few days and then put it like there was a lot of thought and a lot of feeling. And I know that because I I was in fucking Rome texting with Kurt because it was crazy for, I think, a lot of people that were associated with Kurt in different ways. It was so crazy. Um, I got a tiny little bit of the 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 a taste of that from like my rape crisis friends. Um, from one in particular. Really? Yeah, They called yeah. you out on just an association. Your personal and professional relationships are in danger of or already have been permanently damaged by your association with Kurt Metzger. Okay, see, that something sucks that was said for to me. them That's to bullying. say that. That's bullying. It's, it's yeah. a threat. It's a threat. But, th- th- you know, to be honest with you, this person... It's also a real shitty way to make you accountable for another adult's actions. Well, it's literally what I said. But anyway, my point being... <laughs> um, <laughs> my point being... Okay, noted. Uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, like, Kurt's apology to me was, like, a, a felt apology from a deep, deep place, whereas yeah. this from Milo was reactionary. He's, like, going into damage control mode. It was kind of a manic apology. I'll always say what I want, and I'll be hilarious. And he was like, really? It was self-aggrandizing. It's the apology of, number one, a narcissist, who, yes. number two, has a lot to lose. A lot of money. I'm talking about well, money. Well, he's made money that he can keep in the bank, as far as I sure, understand. Sure, but, like, that had to step down from That $250,000 from a- Simon & Schuster, he got a book deal. Yeah, but they just can't. But now they... They yeah, but I think he gets to keep it. the advance. Yeah, but you know, like if that book deal had gone through, he'd be making millions of maybe, dollars. Maybe, maybe, yeah, probably. But I I'm saying the opportunity cost of all this has money. been like huge for him. Huge. Well, he's starting a media empire. That's what he announced in his apology less than. I want people announce that they're going to start. I mean, he sounds he sounds horrible. No, he sounds horrible. He's a nightmare. But he did touch on this one thing that I think is interesting, and what I find fascinating is of everything that this guy has said, and I do think that he's provoked violence, and I think that what happened with Leslie Jones is a form of violence, making somebody feel unsafe for no reason other than you want to be provocative and say that she looks like a man, oh, I thought she was a man, and then direct your followers to go at her because right. she pushed back. Like, Oh, I really don't like no, him. He's, he, no, he's he perpetrates yeah, He perpetrates he evil, person. but I would like to talk to him about this. 100%. I have questions because he seems also, very But I don't know if you can really... With someone like that, who's that removed from their soul, in a sense? We think from the outside. We don't know the from, guy. I didn't right. know that about Leslie. That sounds pretty menacing. You really are. Okay, the, you're proving that you are woo-woo. You remind me <laughs> of my friend, my, of my roommate in Venice, California, who didn't know what 9-11 was. Okay, well, stop I know, it. I know, I'm just saying. No, stop it. come on, no, Venice, no, no. California roommate. No, 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 but it's good. It's, I it's knew refreshing. people had gone so after sorry. Leslie. I didn't know okay. he was the one that's, who... He got banned from Twitter for life for, for doing life. that. And for he was life. huge good. on Twitter. That's yeah, where he got... That's where he had this My heart platform. broke when I knew that was... You know, Leslie posted about no, it, and, and you know, I saw I mean, that, and my heart broke for her because she, I think she's just a beautiful, badass woman. And yeah, I'm like, are we still? Do we not learn at 13 that we don't bash people? No, we didn't for That's their external appearances. The exactly, it's, it's, it's horrible what was insane. done and unjustifiable. You never. Wait, do I know that. what you're going to say. But it was amazing for her career. Yeah, totally it was amazing it was. for her career. <laughs> and here's why I'm saying that: not to justify anything, not to apologize for anybody. What he did was horrible, and I think you're right. Exactly right. Violent. It was a kind of assault what he did to her. Yeah. However, this is like I ha- like and I'm not saying, you know, oh, she should be grateful. Nothing like that before 
two people call me out. Um, but <laughs> it was really good for her in the end. It was really good for her. her but the end doesn't off. justify the means. No, well, was and, it and worth also, it? The end wasn't, uh, that wasn't the end that he was trying to work towards. You know what I mean? Right, it was right, like, right. let's blow her up more. So, but it almost but just saying, like, like good for her. Yeah, but, but the, the Trump thing's the same thing is what I'm saying. The Trump thing's the same thing. And I said this on Race Wars when like, People who were here from like whatever news, like Jenna Friedman or like Aaron or whoever, like people are so upset about this Trump thing. And on one hand, I totally get it. It's insane what's going on. People are actually being hurt by this actively, and that's horrible. However, don't act like everything's on this decline and nobody's making out like a bandit <laughs> on the other side because shit's going down. Yeah, but people There's profited no in way. Nazi Germany, and we're literally about to start rounding up. Right, this is undocumented different. people. I don't think that that's different at all. The way that people are profiting right now on the left or center. Oh, I mean, every, uh, on, everybody on, can profit. On Trump is really di- – yeah, but they, that wouldn't have happened if Hillary had gotten elected. Not even close. Um. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't A lot know. of people are doing really well who are in active not, opposition I, to him is I what mean, I'm I mean, I'm in active opposition, yes. I, we are in active opposition, and I am still bartending four nights a week. So I would like to profit more off of my active opposition. Yeah, me too. I know. So <laughs> – What's up? Go um, fund us. Well, okay, okay, the left. Um, I'm going to dye my hair pink so I can wear a permanent pussy hat. How's that? Good for you. <laughs> Fighting for resisting. Resist. Resi- I don't know. Hashtag I was resist. watching, there's a Netflix documentary. I forget the exact name, but it's about, I think it was like creating Nazi Germany. It was it was a Hitler documentary thing. I've watched it. Another comic told me to I've watch it only because he was like, he was like, this was made way before the whole Trump thing happened and the similarities are crazy and frightening so i was like okay let me check this out and there are it's just like just the mannerisms and just the way like, i don't know it, it's the attacking of the press like there are certain the things because thing it didn't scary. start germany, with killing jews yes, it didn't but start where there. were the protests in germany when he was like okay you got he's like all of a sudden he's popular and he's elected and then he goes i'm not sure about these jews where were the massive protests in right well a, a that's what cities no but that's what to protest that but karen no one's saying that it's going to be the same. the same that's rate. why it's not going to happen that way was intentionally propagated it's called propaganda to reach everybody in Nazi Germany and get them all Nazied up and well, they were cool with the Jews being drawn with giant noses these are their friends and neighbors I mean I don't know if they were not, their friends the people don't yeah, this was a broken they, they country lived, after World among, War One. Then, they needed then the to scapegoat. Are fewer the people that were making money were the people what, in the Jewish neighborhoods. That's that's where people were that's making literally, money. So, so there so they are were easily so few parallels between that and this now. It's all the parallels I'm saying are superficial. It, there's not like a real, I think, deep seated parallel. There. I think there is a deep seated parallel, but that doesn't it's mean I think. But I don't think parallel. it's going to end the way it ended before. I think that, in you a way, in is the big. T- yes, I think I think that's the big difference. Is that people are going to the streets and protesting and they have the memory of never again. We are not going to be divided. We're not going to stay silent. We're not going to fall into fear and blame it on a group of people. Although some people are, but for for the most part, I think the masses are not going to let that happen. And I think that's the difference. So just because there are massive parallels does not mean there are it's going to it's going to be the same or it's going to have the same result. I think this is a huge massive test. I think it's bringing up or drudging up a lot of our darkest deepest wounds, but I think we have learned enough that we're not going to ultimately let that same thing happen. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's throwing in our faces the shame of this country, which is yeah. how we treat minorities. 
Well, yeah. yes, and I actually think that that's people. a good way. It's really Not shameful. just black and brown people. I think queer people, anybody that's that deviates from the norm. Minorities, immigrants. Totally. POCs, like whatever. But I think that that comes it's back shameful. to Milo. I actually think that the outrage about Milo is yeah. very rooted in societal homophobia. I don't know what else Milo to Milo reminds call it. me of. I agree with that. What I was do. that movie? I think it was uh, Django, where there was <laughs> the guy that sold I've heard out. Of it. Go on. Yeah, the guy that, the, the, the black guy that was the. Uh, like the butler yeah, he yeah, yeah. Yeah, and right. he sold out his people yeah like that's what milo reminds me of it's like he's yeah, almost but that's like also a survival thing because that reminds me of like in the jewish camps right the when they like commandos. promoted jews to be above other jews and they got preferential treatment they oh were absolutely more like it fucks with you and it's a survival thing but i feel like that's what Milo. i feel like this guy milo actually but what's his oppression he's just like a white who kn- but no, listen, he's an abuse no, 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 but you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, we did just talk. <laughs> You're like, about what happened to poor abuse? little yeah, yeah. Milo? No, no, no oh, but I mean, I mean, if it's real with a psychopath like that, he might fucking be lying. Maybe he probably lost his virginity at 24. He probably like had a very middle class. <laughs> now we're just creating stories <laughs> that we don't know. Out a way. Uh, Let me tell you something. Also, no, he's not even the fucking gay. Of go-to gay Tommy. Anyone spreading? Tommy, we're talking about a different person. Anyone spreading that kind of hate? is in pain or for real has a condition where they are so disconnected from their heart. But most of most people who are that hate mongering, something is going on within They're they're probably unconscious of true narcissist, like in the truest sense of the word where it's like, if, if somebody else says this and it's true, that would be terrible. But if I say it and I'm kind of funny and kind of cute and kind of watchable, then it's fine. It's well, like, what's her face? Been, you know Tommy? What's her Tommy oh, Lauren yeah. or whatever? No, and I've actually avoided everything about her. I know nothing. Yeah, I know I very little. I can't because stand I didn't understand. her. Okay, here's what I don't understand. She's still a thing. Why does yes. she make those hand... She's the worst hand gestures <laughs> See, I don't even I've know what you're talking seen. about. Yeah, so I looked up the... She's like, and that's my final word. And she's got this, like, rehearsed hand gesture that she does. Like, put your little T-Rex hands down, girl. You don't need it. You're like already hot and No, but everyone's yeah, but just trying to have a gimmick. And that's our story. This is inauthentic. And this is what's interesting, right? Yes, an authentic Something that's interesting about Trump is that he's actually, even though he lies constantly. Constantly. Is, there's something authentic about him. That's right. Right? And so. He's an authentic okay, so asshole. I was just yeah. talking about, to, to Kurt about this in porn. Okay. I'm sorry to cut you off. Let me, like, really Go. quick. It's so pertinent. It's so pertinent. So in porn, okay, my I'm favorite. I'm listening. I like when everybody's genuinely on board and having a nice time. But the problem Gay is. Um, or genuinely having sure. a bad time. But that's what I'm saying. I want to see something real, right? So, like, yeah. if, it's a, if it's professional, it's going to be a lot of, like, fake tits and hair and noises. And I don't like that. I don't like fake enjoyment it's nothing I'm watching nothing I'm not watching a human thing do you know what I mean so if I can't get the positive realness of it I'm gonna go negative to get a real reaction right so it's like when it sucks and it's uncomfortable I'm like yeah I'm watching (laughs) we had this conversation because it's real that's and I feel like you're saying that like that's a beautiful comparison Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful it's actually people are so well mannered it's not (laughs) real it's off-putting how not real it is the Hillary was off-putting Hillary was even though she was so inauthentic but that's not I don't think that that's a blanket statement about Hillary Clinton because there are times when Hillary Clinton is really real. Like in the Benghazi hearings, it. she was really real. In the nineties, before but she she's got been all so trained, yes. yeah, she's she's been so manicured. Well, they make her into a drag yeah. queen every time she's campaigned for anything. When but really her personality has like been drag queen. Well, she's she, a frumpy old like hippie dyke. So that's when you say style. that Trump is like, you, there's something real about him. Is that to you? Do you think um like a, a detriment or is that like a good thing? 
It's probably the one good I thing about him. Well, is I it? that he's real. What it does is that it forces anybody who's seeking spotlight to be as real as he is. So somebody like Deborah Messing mm. is fucking annoying as hell now. I don't even want to see her because she you can tell she's just constantly performing her activism and like going for the retweet. And Milo was the same thing when you saw him on Bill Maher. He just was going for the soundbite. Mm. He couldn't keep I up. See. He was trying to be a performer. He wasn't actually just speaking extemporaneously. That's off putting. That's through. worse than a shitty yes. message. I agree. Yeah. And so but it's there a lie. Are those that people is a lie. political or not political talking. Yes. I don't want to be around those people who are performing anyway. I'm you know just like, oh you're boring. And real is always better, even if it's and real it's bad or real yes. good. I would prefer because then at least you know what you're dealing with. Okay. So with Milo, what was real mm. were these comments that he made on Joe Rogan. Agreed. That was real. That was something that a lot of gay people that you know, gay men, queer people who were around in the 70s, pre-AIDS, they will tell you that this was a nor- like a normalized construct. I'm not making a judgment on it one way or the other. It was not my experience. It's not an experience mm. that I'm interested in having. But it's not so shocking to me because I've heard a, a guy I dated – when he was 14, started going to New York sports clubs and guys 20, 20 years older than him were his first sexual experiences. Did and he, he seek didn't, that out? Yes. He did. He went and sought it out That's as a pubescent boy. Hmm. And I remember being 14 hmm. and like having these fantasies of my brothers, like all my older brothers, like football friends just gangbanging oh, me. I was uh, waiting to see what happened after yeah. brothers. Yeah. <laughs> no, and like I, forming those attachments, I'm glad nobody crossed that boundary with me because I don't think I would have handled it well but like my ex yeah I wasn't capable he of didn't identify 13, that as no I I wasn't capable of it I was a child I was, I was really, really sheltered yeah me I too. was incredibly sheltered my 14 year old my 14 year old ex my ex who was 14 <laughs> when he uh, <laughs> don't Milo yourself he's 33 <laughs> he's 33 ladies and gentlemen 30. we've got a Milo and take it away um but you know yeah. yesterday when I was fucking that 13 year old <laughs> I gotta say no and when we talk about Roman Polanski we're all horrified well I don't know if we all are I am it didn't he drug and rape a person? A 13-year-old. Yeah, okay, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, it's it's yeah. more uh, horrific We can agree on that. Uh, we solidly agree, yeah. <laughs> I just no think I'm not gonna like crazy Karen this one. <laughs> this is different. All right, so I actually would like to read something. This is gonna take me is a minute and a half to Milo? get out. No, no this is from, from Sarah, Sarah Shulman, but okay, I think yeah. that straight people should hear this. Go, do it. Sarah Shulman. She's a friend of the Since show. we're not going to watch Paris is Burning, go ahead. Yeah. In 1999, I wrote a novel called The Child about the sexual, rela- sexual and romantic relationship between two men, a 15-year-old and a 40-year-old. Up until that time, it was normal for gay men to openly include their teenage sex with older guys as a reported, regular, and positive part of the coming out experience. There was no stigma around discussing these experiences, and they figure prominently in the works of writers like Edmund White and John Preston. But a few paradigm shifts occurred at the end of the 20th century. This is where I think it gets really interesting. There was the priest scandal, one. There was the priest scandal in which real exploitation by priests became conflated with the simultaneous reality of gay sexual expression in the oppressive world of Catholicism. Two, anxiety about the integration of computers into daily life fueled public panics about, quote, Internet predators, unquote. Three, gay respectability politics in the drive towards same-sex marriage prioritized images of gay relationships and sexuality on the predominant heterosexual model. At that millennial nexus, these stories about desirable and positive intergenerational 
gay male sex disappeared from the public discourse. This was part of the erasure of the concept of queer sexual culture as something different from heterosexual expectations and norms. And P.S. It took me 10 years to get that damn novel published. The events of this week show us yet again that we receive approval and support when we mimic myths about heterosexual life, including ideology about white, cisgender, and Christian supremacy, and that we get taken down when we display difference or resistance to those tropes. Don't be fooled. Boom. Drop it. Drop. Well, Mic I don't drop. know about you, but I got I got horny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, can't, I so often do you. every time I read a Facebook post. <laughs> from Sarah Sherman, so. so she's agreeing with me. She's agreeing with Milo, actually. She is, because here's what he said. As I, soon re- as I shared that. that and it, it, there's a, there's as soon a, as you start saying that, here's what I, because here's what he said, right? Where he clarifies. And this is, she's saying, like, don't yes. be heteronormative about it. He said, you're misunderstanding what pedophilia means. And this is where he should have spoken more carefully. This is where he fucked up. It was I messy. It was extemporaneous. That's it. But I don't think what he was saying was actually that offensive. I think he said it shitty. I think that he should Same. have been way more careful to not conflate actual abuse of a child with this thing that he's talking about, right? So he goes, you're misunderstanding pedophilia. Pedophilia is not a sexual attraction to somebody 13 years old who's sexually mature, uh, which he is used true. the number 13 earlier. We were debating whether he used that. He so, used it in his apology. Right. right okay. There. So he goes, pedophilia is attraction to children who have not reached puberty. That's somewhat true. There's like all these terms, but whatever. I get what he's saying. Legally, pedophilia it's is, under the age of consent, isn't it? Yeah, but well, is no, that that's not. Pedophilia? That's not le- no, it's not. It's not called pedophilia. That's legally. I, that's, I think, another thing. But he goes, pedophilia is attraction to people who don't have functioning sex organs yet. Yes, agreed. Also, as a corollary, <laughs> a 13-year-old is, I think we should generally assume because 13 so young that they can't give consent even if they can just to protect the ones who can't, obviously. If right? you're sure. going after but 13-year-olds as an valid. adult, something, here, okay, let me let me say this. This distinction is a valid distinction that Fine. he's making. And this society, I agree with you. Well, it's just where they're forming. At 13, you're still forming your brain. You're Literally. learning boundaries. I mean, I'm still learning boundaries at 35, so whatever. But you look great. I still thank have you. None. Thank <laughs> you. Um, I know. Isn't it wild what she looks like? My pussy yeah. looks 16. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Looking for dick. Looking for dick. But look, I got distracted. I thought a dick. Um, anyway. Oh my God, we've all gone off the rails. Uh, so <laughs> look at Tommy giggling. Well, no, here's dick. Where's Dick? <laughs> so, no, so here's the thing. I'm filleting a lip gloss. There's Go nothing. On. This, okay, and we're going to get back to that deeper healing thing too with this. We ha- hold so much shame for thoughts and feelings. So, even if you are a 50 year old man and you pass by a 12 year old boy or girl, you are allowed to have your feelings. If you are attracted to that person or even an animal, you are allowed to have that. It's just a feeling. Every time Acting I hang out with out you, on it, you bring up animal fucking. Okay, go well, ahead. no, I'm just getting ready. I'm hey, getting ready yeah. to come out of the we'll closet. Get the warm up. <laughs> I don't know what else people fuck. Oh, people are fucking objects now too. But that's fine. They always have. Yeah, so objects Hello. have always been Hello. so there for us. Okay, yeah. So I'm I'm totally in love with my couch. Anyway, so my point is, is like we get so ashamed of these thoughts and these things. And I think no matter what, you're allowed to be attracted to what you're attracted to. You can't even help that. But then when it comes to actually acting on it, when it comes to like a 13-year-old, it's so easy to take advantage of them. You just, you know, whether it's through candy or game, like, I don't know. They're kids. They're kids. And that's where I think it gets fucked up is you're not dealing with a being that really knows how to say no. Mm -hmm. 
And, and look, there are adults still that people can feed on, you know, because they don't know how to say no. But I think it's really delicate. And I think I think as a, an adult, suppose I got really attracted to a 16-year-old boy. Suppose that happened. And he wanted it. He wanted this puss. Because come know on, you know, it. of course he wants it. <laughs> it's a great puss, right? I would still. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, of course it is, Kate. <laughs> I would still be like. No, like I'd be Why? like, but your pussy's sixteen. You said, yeah. Well, it looks so sixteen, it's but thing. it's still it's, it's <laughs> this pussy's been That's through a, a lot of rodeos. Callback. But thank you, yeah. yeah. But still, this pussy's had a divorce, and <laughs> <laughs> and I would say no. Like I would be like, it would be too easy to take advantage of that person, and I don't want to be in that situation where I accidentally. And of course, I'd be the asshole to be like, we're in love. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. like no, it's equal. <laughs> you know, and I just it. You have to have some kind of control there and logic of like, of course. And and Listen. I think it's not it's not wrong to be attracted to whatever you're attracted to. But at the end of the day, it's too easy to take advantage. I went of to high school with a, a girl kid. who wrote at 16 years old a love letter to our history teacher. He taught genocide history, interestingly enough, and then they ended. I had up some hot teachers. Hey, in a oh, relationship. Holy shit. Ugh. Yeah, so I need to have sex. It's so inappropriate. <laughs> also, my attractions to my teachers, like they literally started when I was like four or five. I remember being so That's young. It's not inappropriate. It's normal. Well, it's no, it's inappropriate. Like for that on their side. Do you know what oh, I mean? Like, yeah, if that I were would like, be inappropriate. Hello, Mr. Yeah, I would like, <laughs> that'd be so that cool. would be pedophilia. I think I feel comfortable saying that. A thousand that. million percent. <laughs> no. But yeah, so when I was little, I was like into kids my own age. Kids though, like it's so crazy. Do you ever think about that when you're a kid and like you had these attractions to children your own age, and then you're like, wow, I really wanted to fuck a five year old when I was five. Do you know what I That's mean? That's young. I know, but but I yeah. did. Yeah. I just did. And yeah. it's crazy because, like, that doesn't age well, right? Like, I don't look back on that and I'm like, that was a hot five-year-old. <laughs> do you ever check up to see what they look like at 30? <laughs> all look like ass. Yes, I do check up all yeah. the time. I a lot of people see... aren't aging well because they're Ugh. not singing their soul song, you know? Um, yeah, but that's hard. It's, it's hard to do. That's right, Kate. It's very hard to do. It's to hard sing to sing your soul song. It is hard. Well, especially because, yeah, you know, somebody like Milo, I... Listen, Milo is autonomous to some degree, but what created Milo in the first place? What do you were, mean by that? The media Milo or the human being Milo? Do you know what I mean? Milo like in our consciousness. Okay. So whatever that is. I understand. You know what I mean? That's a combination of both. Both, yeah. yeah. Milo, Milo in our, in consciousness. our consciousness. What a what a concept. That's I call hard him to grasp. My Milo, yeah. <laughs> my little Milo. Yeah, the little Milo in me that's like, fuck that sixteen year old. Well, all of us because we're on a mic young. right now <laughs> yeah. have a little Milo in us. I we guess. all have that. Need we all have for a little validation. Trump. We all have a little Milo. Yeah, that's okay. I'm not ashamed. But of, that like, speaks to what you were saying, Kate, about us being afraid of our own yeah. feelings and reactions. Because what is it that he's saying that's so bad? Yes. That, okay. If anybody was bad. Saying, hello. No, no, hello. Do yes, we need yes, to fucking say that? Okay, can I finish the thought? Yes, it is. It's not, but it's not, but he's not actually saying that. He's yeah. not actually advocating for pedophilia, and he sort of clarifies. He's that. not, not saying that go well. fuck a kid, or no, maybe he's he, not. I don't know what he's saying. I don't think but. he's saying go fuck a kid. I think he's don't saying, go fuck a kid, a everyone. By, this is what I got from what he said that he said poorly on a case by case basis. There are some young people. I don't know the age, whatever, especially the gay, especially outside of the religious community that could benefit or have in the past benefited from this like adult younger person sexual mentor relationship like I don't think that's that crazy I think he said it like shit it's fucking Roman and people, and people are ready they want him to say something like that so they can man, get man I want to be in a mentor program but doesn't it with like with a 40 year old if 
Julius Caesar, hello. How many people do you know who have been like touched in a weird way ever as children or as adults? Because for me, it's like most of the people everyone. that I know. But also, Almost I, everyone. I, 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 I wasn't. I mean, That's why this a is so triggering. A lot of the gay men I know, this is not outside. I, w- I wouldn't say like the majority, but it's prevalent enough that this isn't shocking to most gay people well, what's who the know gay a lot of gay people. reaction to this actually? Because I'm only aware Speak of like, the mainstream Speak for all gays right one. now. Well, well I don't do know you- what it is. I know that straight people are fucking lighting city blocks on fire on my Facebook wall and in my inbox. I said I was sorry. I know. <laughs> because I shared that I post from like Sarah fire. Shulman because I found it really provocative because I was like, okay, I hadn't really that thought about this. That post that you read to us You're not allowed to be show, provocative in these times. People I, I freaked pre- out over that? I presented it without comment on my Facebook wall. That was actually wall. a really good post and very reasonable. It's like the first time I've totally agreed with Sarah Shulman. Well, yeah, but Karen, this is a good... Indication People of how far crazy. outside of the norm your politics People are. Don't I I know, parts. People don't want to face their own parts. People don't. People don't want to see their own dark parts. So yes. it's easier for them to point and be like, "Listen, I'm not agreeing with this dude. I'm not agreeing with pedophilia, but we are attracted None to weird shit." One of the main things that Karen and I bond over is some of the weird fucking dark porn so weird. that we so both dark. go to. Yeah, so yeah, dark. Yeah. Oh my god. And you know why? Because you and I both know that control is not an achievement; it's a lie. And whenever you have this fucking control thing especially in like a thing that's supposed to not be controlled which is sex it's gross it's like it's it's a lie yeah i don't know i mean i really honestly think that the important takeaway from this is that of everything mm. everything that milo has said and done and he takes everything to the extreme it's so calculated to take him out at this moment with something that happened a year ago. That, yes, that's it. People have had this vendetta. They've been waiting for him to say something. How many people listen to Joe Rogan's podcast? I know a, a lot. lot. I know a lot. Well, they're all seven but hours long. But this was blown up. Like, But that's what I'm saying. To actually listen through and find the one part, like that's people actively wanting to get a Richard person. But it's like Richard Spencer, who has the same familiar. haircut as every single gay guy. He's not... I'm I don't think he's out as gay, but he's gay. He's the alt-right guy that got punched in the face at the woman's march. Oh, I, you know how many times I watched that? It was so fucking funny He's to the watch. one, uh, he, I didn't like it. You um, know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the memes of Lady Gaga like descending from the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but that was fabulous. I know, but it reminds me kind of of that. Like <laughs> She's if, great. Like if someone just descended out of nowhere, punched a guy, and then disappeared really? on, on strings. Huh. The reason that this happened, the reason that this is what was able to take... Milo out is not because it's any worse than anything else that he said. It's because people it hit their limits. It threatens a straight construct. Oh. It's because he. It's because it threatens a straight construct. That's why. But this that's why I want to know what gay people. I, I understand every gay person's an individual. I've got but inbox I wanna, messages I from know. like anecdotally gay people that are like, I'm afraid to talk about this, but yes, queer people have reached out to me. I also Every noticed, read the comments. Don't, it's not even about me. Yeah. Go. There's 450 plus comments by this point on Sarah Shulman's original post. I hate that shit, though. I hate I hate the private message of like, I'm on your side, but only in secret. Or like, I'm on the side no, of this, I get but it, I Karen. won't say it. Why? Because you Why? get animals on social media that you've never met saying- You could lose your job for saying something. garbage to you. It's not worth it. Especially it on my wall. There's, I, I actually texted a guy today. He came at me. So hard on my Facebook wall, manic. It was a guy I dated who was in the closet. Like his friends said faggot and shit when I went out with him one night. It was like, he's a messy guy anyway. 
But like he came at me so hard because I posted this. The Sarah Shulman thing you're still talking about. The Sarah Shulman thing. I mean, that's crazy. A gay guy who's recently out of the closet and works in finance in New York City. Okay. What's up, Brett? (laughs) Yeah, Brett. Starts swearing at me about this and being like a pedophile apologist and like saying all this, what the fuck's wrong with you? Oh, that's who called you This is what's going on. Everyone's acting out. Yeah, everyone's just acting out. They're uncomfortable. But the same thing that's calling Milo a pedophile, whatever. That's the same instinct that's calling you a pedophile apologist, which is no, not listening to anything anybody said. Just this total reactionary thing that's not about you and just about the person who said it. Yeah. Anyway, straight people get sit with your discomfort. Exactly. (laughs) Sit with your discomfort. Look at your own weird sexual fantasies. But there's a difference. And I had someone because you know in my podcast I talk all about spirituality all the time and I had someone ask me they're like you keep saying embrace your dark sides does that mean I now can go out and do those things I'm like oh dear god no (laughs) I'm just releasing serial killers out to the wild I'm like no there's a difference between holding and making space for these places in yourself and then going out and acting on them so if you get cut off by a driver, you're allowed to have murderous fucking rage going through your body where you're like, I want to eat that fucking guy's face off. You're allowed to feel that feeling. And you should. Well, if you did, (laughs) that's a problem. Let's do it. That's a problem. (laughs) Then we're all just back to being savages. You're saying you don't have to exclude anything that's actually a part of you. Yes. That's a different thing than your actions. Yes. Right. Yeah. And if we actually included these parts, we'd have way less destruction going on in the external world. Um, a lot less wars if we just learned how to hold these places within ourselves and be open to receiving what someone else's truth is without being so fucking weirded out by truth. It's truth, Agreed. people. You don't get to decide what truth is. It's truth. Yeah, and that's a really hetero reaction people have been having to Milo, like super hetero, like you pointed out, Tommy. Yeah. That really is a thing that makes straight people extremely uncomfortable. That is, honestly, it's not even, it's like straight here. Do you know what I mean? Like in other places, straight relationships are also like intergenerational or whatever. It's just here. It's like a a here thing and a straight thing, I think. I think he like kind of flat out said, I'm not defending pedophiles. I don't, I, yeah, he did. He said he's sorry. He said he apologized if he came off as advocating for those types of relationships because he was just being extreme. Which is, I, I mean, I agree that that's what he was doing. I also think he's a bag of shit. He's a bag of shit. Yeah, he's a bag of shit. All right, anyway. But you're, aren't, don't you know you're supposed to pick a team? Moral Someone's of the supposed story, to be either 100% good or, yeah, 100% bad. Because yeah. people get uncomfortable when you start seeing the gray mm-hmm. and then because they turn on you. Themselves, that's why. Because they know that they're nuanced people. That's why. And so if you recognize that someone else is nuanced, what you're actually saying is, I'm like them too. And they don't want that. Everyone's yeah. so They want to navigate through the world. Seconds. This is good. This is bad. Meanwhile, good and bad are so relative and subjective and it's so hard to actually, you know, you have to open up to knowing that it's not, that's the interesting thing. So in my spiritual school, evil, the word evil just means furthest from spirit. That's what it means. So it's not like good or bad. It's like, oh, that person is so lost in the external world. They're looking for validation and success only in money, only in how much pussy or dick they get. That's Why, what it that means to be. To it? <laughs> we need I to talk, Karen. <laughs> Interesting. It's the furthest from the spirit. That's that's a that's an interesting concept. Somebody that I think is evil and is all bad um, oh. at the same time is Bill Maher, and he's <gasps> a fucking cunt. And you think he's all bad? Yeah, I don't like Bill Maher. And uh, I thought that that I interview like was cuntiness. bullshit. 
I don't like it. I okay. don't I don't like anything. He's about kind the of a guy. cunty person. I think that he's the yeah, one he's I, now he's now show. saying that he helped bring down Milo, but actually he like Oh boo was like a great up. Yeah, I can't even talk about it. But that's I I don't want to like open that can of worms, but I just wanted to say that on the record before we move Wait, into no, our no, final I segment. I wanna know, but I'm not done with this. I wanna know why you think Bill Maher is evil. That's what I wanna no, know. I don't actually think he's well, I think he's like sort of like removed from the human condition. He cares more about fucking animals than he does about people. Okay, yeah. I don't that's like the way a lot he talks of, like, about it. Super rich people who've been rich for a long time and successful, like it removes you, yeah, literally fine. removes you but from the But that's that still includes him. And you're saying, fine, it's but why is it evil? Spirit. Why is he what yeah. are you singling him out? She says it's farthest from, from spirit. So yeah. I'm saying evil is farthest he's from the spirit. farthest from the spirit, though. Bill I, and he's relative. Really? I think it's relative. He seems very removed. He's not from saying he's the most evil person walking the earth. He's just trying because evil that that thing you're feeling into isn't about your beliefs. You you can say, I am a vegan. I uh, trust me, yeah. I've met some fucking vegans that are he talks disconnected about trans people. <laughs> he talks about trans people in a completely dehumanizing way on that episode with Milo. So he's dehumanizing people while he's also like, I won't wear leather. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, no, I hear that. Right, so listen, I met a bunch okay. of those maybe. We gotta go into the final segment. We will. Okay. Um Fun. to conclude. All right, so uh, at the end I of the show. Milo's free speech. I think that he should have spoken better, and I think he deserves what he got. Okay, I'm done. I completely agree with you. Yeah. He deserves <laughs> what you deserve what you get if you're just not careful about how you speak. If you I fight think. fucking dirty, a professional you fall speaker, dirty. A professional speaker, you didn't you didn't go out of your way to make sure you said it right. You deserve it. He's not Fuck a professional you. speaker, Fuck he's a professional you. tweeter, and I think that's what we've seen. He knows how to put on like but to his, stage moments, but if he can't speak. But if you're a, a moment stager, that's such a good way to put it, and you stage the moment wrong, you deserve all the backlash. Yeah, Even yeah, if it's true. not what you really meant to true. say, fuck you, do it better. Do your job better. Yeah. If you want to talk about pedophilia, you better do, do it very carefully. I'm not saying... And on this podcast. Please. Do. <laughs> please. Or nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You're totally fucking unhirable. Also, Miley, so. be very careful how you it's, say it. It's on brand. Um, Should we call him Miley from now Miley. on? Miley. Um, Milo, um, since we're the only ones who will have you, you are always welcome on this podcast. Literally. Literally anytime. no one wants you, but we do. Yeah. Okay, so uh, rapid fire. No one fire. else, though. Okay, rapid, rapid fire. fire. Pew, pew. Bang, bang. Okay. Uh, okay, do you have one or do you want me to start? Because I have a fuck Mary Kill. Oh my God, do it. But mine needs some translating for Kate because I know that she's not going to know any of these people. Oh, oh no. But that's good. No, Here but this is go. good. So this is Milo. This is Milo Yiannopoulos. So you're, it's he's fuck Mary like He's like a little bloated, but he's All like, right. you can see so the attractiveness. That's, that's Milo. Who okay. we've been... He's got coke bloat. Okay, this is the guy who got punched in the face, Richard Spencer. Oh my God, I need to see his face. Okay, so that's Richard Spencer. You see him? You got a good look? Definitely dated that dude in my past. Okay. The liberal oh, of that dude. The world's most punchable head. Well, he looks, he has the same haircut as like every gay guy. Okay, and then Stephen Miller. He's the 31-year-old in the White House with no hair like me. All right, so that's Stephen Miller. Uh, so wait, we've got oh, that guy. Miller, oh, Milo, and this is Richard easy. Spencer. Spencer. Yeah. I already forgot all their names. Okay, okay. Uh, I would kill Miller. Okay, ooh, all right. He looks... Bald? Like a, well, he just looks like a thin penis <laughs> to me. He just so looks, <laughs> he doesn't even look like he's got sexuality going through his veins to me. Um, I would fuck Milo and marry the guy who got punched. Hmm. Mm. Fascinating. Interesting choice, interesting yeah. choice. That's just from, lo like, I'd yeah, have yeah. to really know more yeah, to really yeah, yeah. give a better thing. Energy. That's just from the Read. looks of those Googled images. Yeah. Okay. Karen. <laughs> um, okay. Don't take this the wrong way. 
hear me out. I would marry Milo because I'm the 13-year-old boy of his dreams. <laughs> um, and Truth. I'm only big-hearted. Um, no, I'd marry him because, number one, I think he's physically attractive. I find him interesting if repulsive. And I would go for interesting and repulsive over boring and not repulsive literally any day. Also, maybe my generosity of spirit will uh, affect him to be a better human being or at least to just like talk less shitty, I guess. I like that you're going into Mm. the relationship trying to change him. Well, I'm going into the (laughs) relationship thinking of how my goodness will will change him like in a selfless way. Do you you understand what I'm saying? You're very powerful. Rapid fire, rapid fire. Wait, wait, and and, and I would marry the... I'd fuck the guy who got punched because he got punched. Oh, and I'll have no one way to make things better. That's with my vagina. And then I would kill the other guy because honestly, who is he? What is he? Just like, <laughs> exactly. like, what's going on? Who knows? On? They think he's kill running him. the country. Okay, so I am going. Uh, marry that guy. Okay, switch. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm marrying Stephen Miller because I also think he's like kind of handsome. Oh, no, he's not. He's yeah, no, he's looking. like the handsomest like of tadpole. the three. I um I have to kill Richard Spencer, and even though I think that Milo is psychotic and perhaps evil by your definition, Kate, I can't kill the gay over the straight. That's reasonable. That makes sense. Yeah. So wait, I'm fucking Milo. Oh fuck. Are I you? I wish the last part time. of the show was then they walked through the door and we all had to do boom, this. Boom, boom. <laughs> um, here's a question for you. You got to answer fast. It's rapid fired. Who's your any hole? I don't even know what that means. Okay, uh, you'll, you'll let them put it crazy. in any hole. You, so hot, you want it so bad, they can put it in any hole. Don't even have to ask for consent. Go. Oh, <laughs> oh God bless. Uh, uh, Justin <laughs> Timberlake? I don't really? know. Oh, okay. I like He him. doesn't deserve your hole. That's a I know. Well, I, I, you told me rapid fire. It's true. Rapid fire, duh, because we're unhireable. Mine is no. Oscar themed, and it's the guy from Moonlight. I think he's very attractive. You guys already know mine. Also, I'd like Who's to Who's yours? Uh, Who's your any hole? Uh, Jared Kushner. Do you know who that is? No. Yes, it's Ivanka Trump's <gasps> husband. Are you serious? Cute, he's also Jewish running husband. the husband. Yeah, he's running the country, too. All right. It's sick. Um, And I want to add to that uh, he's your Elba. any hole yes, oh that's a good Elba. one yes two of them and two and I you know I only have three holes so I what's like what's the really guy from Moonlight's name Mahershala you, oh yeah Ali yes is that how you say it I don't know I don't know I've only read it um cool him uh that's who I'm adding to wow, my wow that's any good. hole that's a good shelf update. of um I don't know tchotchkes yeah All right, so now so we've got two what do you get to promote Kate thanks for coming on this was a woo woo episode was it I could have gone way more I know woo. I can tell you this was like the you more held back, I yeah know. I could have yeah this is the most like oh we're talking about think, earthly like, things you didn't think the child <laughs> fucking episode back, was I the right it. one I can't help it and what'd you say mom, you didn't think the child fucking, fucking episode was gonna be the one to like go all out on I didn't even know we were talking about child fucking what are we naming this episode pederasty I think we just call it Milo Milo yeah that's great. Uh, okay, so what am I going to promote? <laughs> I love Thanks, that you Ms. came Wolf. on and didn't know who Milo was. That's the best part. <laughs> We're doing a Milo episode with somebody who doesn't know Milo. <laughs> and doesn't care Jesus. to you ever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, so, okay, guys. Promo. I have this new huge dance party. Oh, yeah. It's a conscious dance party, hip-hop music. I am going to it. Yes. And so are you. April 5th. It's April 5th, 7 to 10 p.m. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite. It's Where? called Break Free, the DL. It's Delancey and Ludlow. You have to get your tickets online, though. Oh, fuck. Can I personally get in 7 to 10 p.m. Oh, I can't go. <gasps> I have a show at Joe's party. What day of the week is that? Wednesday. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, shit. Wait, it's Ray's Horse. No, April 10th is Monday. Fifth. Oh, April 5th. I can go. I can go. I can go. Yay. Okay. okay. If you go, I'm going. It's yeah. fun. It's going to be fun as fuck. It's to let your fucking soul loose. Have fun. 
twerk, <gasps> do whatever the fuck you want to do. My soul's been so uptight. You know that. Yes, I need no. to get you dancing again. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. You've been waiting to bust of, out. I know. So um, we can bring so we can bring uh, we can bring Shelby as a gift. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Shelby will be our sacrifice. I can't laugh at the objectification of Shelby. Uh, this is how you um, know God's not real because we were like, fine, we'll sacrifice Shelby. We just heard nothing in return. <laughs> God's like, uh, back at you. <laughs> Keep um. All right, thanks for coming on, Kate. Uh, wait, no, wait, 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 finish, finish. Invasion of Privacy is my podcast. Yes. Let's get more woo-woo. It's so good. Um, thank you. And yeah, I don't know. Twitter, at the Kate Wolf, and same with Instagram. Insty. Yeah, get follow on me. It. But come to Break Free. Yeah, come to Break Free. Wednesday. We're, we're totally awesome. going, we're going we're to going. Break Free. It's, it's going to be so much fun yeah. and great. Um, uh, at Unhireable. Show. Fuck me. Show at Unhireable on Show on all of it. Insty on all the socials, which is two Twitty. of them. On Twitty and Insty. <laughs> um, my personal Instagram has mm, never been better. Uh, Karen Gullis. <laughs> That's true. Mine also. Thanks for uh, my Twitter. That out, Karen. Tanks yeah. <laughs> daily. Uh, I have never not lost followers when I tweeted. Literally, can I tell you? Not one time. So enjoy me. <laughs> Please continue to enjoy me as you've been doing. Hey, Sharati's here. Um, okay, well, Black Dad's here. And, we um, go. and unless you're a cunt, Please rate and review on iTunes. Yeah, I mean, you can say whatever we want. You want, we love it. But right. like, be cool. All right, bye. See you next week. Bye. bye. bye.